Hey guys, welcome back to the Full Time Show, Sports Stars Indian Football Special Podcast. I'm your host Sham Vasudevan, and I'm joined by my colleague Ashwin Prasad as we discuss all the latest happenings in the Indian Super League. Welcome to the show, Ashwin. We've got the biggest uh, news, I think, of the ISL so far, and and the first sacking of the of the season, yeah. as Bangalore FC have mutually parted ways with um, Carlos Quadrat. True. Uh, I mean, like we chose a good day to like record this podcast on, like even before <laughs> this new news came through. So we had something mm-hmm. in hindsight, but yeah, it turned out to be the it now turned out to be the biggest talking point uh, of the week. You can say that, right? Like, I mean, like I didn't. I actually kind of like saw it uh, coming, but then like, I didn't expect it to be like so soon. What about you? Hmm. I mean. Um... well it's 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 something that the fans have been very vocal about i think mm-hmm. over the last you know 3 uh, two to three weeks we've seen how most of the bengaluru fans on twitter have also called for a change of inner style in play and how mm-hmm. things have to change from the ground up and you know um that you no know, quarter has pro- perhaps just lost his charm and mm-hmm. this team just isn't you know um able to deliver at the level that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and you know i mean the club kenya did hit an all time low they didn't they didn't score for two games in a row which was a first for them and went on to lose three successive games yeah which is the first time since they joined the ISL in 2017 so uh, i think perhaps i mean i wouldn't say i saw it coming but there was something that had to happen eventually a change yeah. had to be made or a change has been made in the right place perhaps and now they've got their assistant coach Nawshad Musa who's taken over as interim head coach for yeah. the remainder I mean, like, so in the in uh, after the defeat against Mumbai City, we all uh, the post-match press conference by Quadrat, like, asking him like what yeah. that like going wrong this season, like, and he spoke about the uh, direction in which the club uh, went about the players who had let been let go. Uh, yeah, but to Saran, the defender, and uh, Nishu Kumar, mm-hmm. the fullback. The he so he spoke about like you know how the team uh, the club got good offers and. that was something which is out of his hands where they had to like let him let those players go and he spoke about how this was the best defensive team of last season which is true right like it was what right and he said that like he respected the club's decision but then like that that didn't sound like you know all was well within uh, the club with this position this position in the club and uh, yeah i mean like 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 i said like you know i there was a change coming but then like i didn't expect it to be happening the season considering uh the, the season is played out in a bio bubble right so i was i was just wondering last last week like how what would happen if a if a coach is to be sacked like mm. something which you have to like uh look at you know zero down on your uh next coach already and then like have him uh like you know the passport the sorry, the quarantine and everything the uh, the quarantine and everything and yeah like i was wondering like how that change would happen and now we might find out like how bfc might uh go in that way right like and now they have gotten noshad musa who has been uh who's had an excellent record with the bfc reserves team uh, mm. in the i league second division and the bangalore super division so he know he is someone who's been here with the club for four years so he knows the, yeah the players and he's been with the club in goa as an assistant to quadrat so he's someone who knows the players but i'm not sure like i don't know his style of football so i haven't 
I don't know how uh, the team will go forward. But speaking of style of football, don't you think that Bengaluru have actually been a tad off colour this season? I mean, for a club that's been so prolific with the goals, yeah. you know, I mean, whether it be you know the set piece attacking play which has been which has failed on most occasions this year, or whether it's been you know their attacking forwards and foreign forwards and you know the likes of Christian Opseth or Deshaun Brown who haven't even found the net back of the yeah. net even once. Even if it comes to goalkeeping, like Gurpreet also ha- has had a few moments of brilliance, mm. but I think his 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 howler, like the one that he you know made against uh, Mumbai City FC, which is gifted Bartholomew Ogbeche, you know, was virtually a gift to like a Christmas present for him. Yeah. I mean, all of those Late pretty much you know um, kind of sum up the campaign so far, which is in one word perhaps safe to say it's been stuttering or rather yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it's been uncharacteristic of Bangalore FC, like from what we have seen in the previous seasons, right? Like they do put up a fight, and the way the uh, Mumbai City <laughs> passed around the ball against them mm-hmm. in the first half, which was like uh, I I don't know, man. Like it, how do I say? Yeah, it, it, like they couldn't like you know no one could like you know get to the uh, opposition player with the ball like you know no one. Was making those uh, almost looks like it lacked intent. It almost looked like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I uh, think only Sunil Chetri and Suresh Wangjam were unaffected by the whole thing. I, think I mean, the only two. Yeah, and I, I feel like Suresh Wangjam is someone who's been playing in a different field altogether. Like you know, because he's someone who's young and he wants to prove himself. But the others right. don't seem to be like you know in the same page as him. when it comes to off the ball work and and this is something like it's a it's something where like you know the squad needs some refreshment some fresh legs like you know three is 36 now delgado is 37 and some of yep. the foreign players are also like in the late side of 30s and even the indian players cabra is 32 now and hmm. so there needs some freshening and they clearly missed ashik kurnian in the last few games which was absolutely yeah evident with the lack of attacking intent in the in their uh, style of play and one thing which like i i that's been bothering me the whole of season with bengaluru is sunil chetri's uh body language i want to say like in his, his demeanor like there's no celebration like i don't i, I probably i'm like reading too much into it mm-hmm. too much of poker face going on with him like uh listen mm. celebrate his goals like he's so not happy with the team's performance like you can see that like you know he's not as instrumental as he can be with the goals or uh the passes he can provide or the or in uh, open play in the build up there is not much you can expect out of not you expecting much out of sunil chetri this season so yeah like i i it and if you also saw the press statement bengaluru said like you know the club needs some fresh directive right like you know they need yeah. new direction so they need to like freshen things up and quadrat unfortunately had to be the man to you know step aside for that yeah i mean uh, i would agree that chedri hasn't celebrated any of his goals this year but i think it's 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 like you said it's perhaps i still see he still has what it takes i mean he's still perhaps the best indian striker in the league this year i wouldn't True. put that beyond him Yeah, but it's it's just the you know the the combination of factors. The fact that the team hasn't been able to reproduce its you know um, earlier magic from last year or the seasons before that, and perhaps the you know this things haven't quite 
fit in i guess like the, the puzzle isn't entirely complete like you know mm-hmm. i think just when they settling down you know ashik's injury was a major setback for them and i'm yeah. sure that plays a you know huge um, role in in their morale as well and even in their you know off the field their mm-hmm. mental health as well things that is play should make a huge impact on that and yeah. also you know um, just not being able to play their usual you know um, dominating form of football could perhaps be a big you know put off for him and yeah. i mean yeah we've seen it on couple of occasions after the game he just looked absolutely flustered you yeah. know like he just gives it everything he's got in post the full time so you can just see him look flustered and yeah. you know he just walked on the town which yeah, I mean, yeah I remember I like in the, in the match against chennai fc when they narrowly held on to that 1-0 win like the camera at full time was like panned to him and he he just like glowed his cheeks like you know thank god that mm. because they were just like holding on like even though like chennai chennai did have few chances but like yeah you could see that like you know he was he's not happy with the performance he he's actually made that point across in the post match presentations as well like you know that we need to up, up our performance like this not he's not happy with what he's he how his team has been playing yeah yeah the seas have been rough indeed for bangalore fc over the yeah. last fortnight or so and now we've got the first casualty in Carlos Quadrat and yeah i mean but under quadrat actually bengaluru did have you know a pretty i wouldn't say pretty i'd say an extremely successful run they became the first team to uh, top the table and win the uh, isl trophy in the same oh. season they also had a league record for the most consecutive wins which was six wins and an unbeaten streak of 11 matches and also i mean um, it was if you can give him credit was under quadrat that you know nishu kumar and rahul beke Made it to the national team, mm. so he's got a he's got, he's, he he leaves behind a lot of uh, good memories for sure. The Bangalore faithful, he's yeah. new to the ice title, Super Cup title as well. He he was part of the coaching staff, right? When they won the Super Cup title, or was, was that the year he was away? No, he was away for health reasons. I think yeah. yeah. Then he came back the next season, but yeah, I mean, regardless, he's 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 definitely left left behind his legacy, left behind a lot of good memories for the Bangalore staff, and um, we wish him all the very best and hope to. See him in a managerial capacity very soon. Yeah. Now that brings us to the ISL table. What have we got here? We've got, <laughs> we've essentially got uh, Mumbai City FC and Ating uh, Mohan Bagan uh, playing tango with one another. It's almost like playing tag. Like no, yeah. it's you. No, it's you. <laughs> it's you. So they've been exchanging the top spot between the two of them, and now we've got Mumbai City on top with um, 22 points from nine matches, two point yeah. lead over Ating Mohan Bagan, and Mumbai City just. Mo- Mumbai City just being Mumbai City have been at the dominating best. Yeah. I've got uh, last two games were a three-one win over Bengaluru, which we discussed briefly, and a two-zero win over Kerala Blasters, which was pretty much a walk in the park. Yeah, and we can now <laughs> again like we we touched upon this in the previous part, I think, and we can safely say that you know those two teams are going to be fighting for the AFC Champions League spot. and that's something yeah. carlos quadrat in that post match press conference he considered that bengaluru's out of the race for the champions league spot because he mm. like you know the the stability in the team and the consistency uh, with mumbai city and etk mohan bagan is much better than bengaluru and he said that those teams are going to do that and and the fixtures are also indicating that like you know that's the key contest to look forward to because uh, mumbai city takes on atk mohan bagan in the next game and uh, that might have a huge say in like you know 
who gets the next advantage in that uh, champion mm. race and also we the the last set of fixtures were also announced and the final match of the league season ends with again mohan uh, atk mohan bagan and mumbai city fc so yep uh, yeah mm. so i don't know how that worked out but i'm glad it did <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah so, it, uh, speaking about the next game like a uh, big miss for mumbai city amit jahu is going to be suspended after he got the red card yeah another i don't know what, what it is with jahu and red cards but yeah <laughs> oh, man, like he he like he's had it, he's had, he's had it coming yeah. <laughs> absolutely i would 100% agree with you on that yeah i mean like he made 10 fouls yesterday like i i don't yeah. what what else he was thinking and i'm not i don't understand what lobera was also thinking by holding on to him for 86 minutes because the hmm. uh, probably like he wanted that control with uh, bengaluru getting that uh, goal through that penalty that dubious penalty yeah yeah, yeah that that's one reason why what one thing which i can think of but i don't know they still like yeah uh, jahu man like sometimes like i don't know like he i i think he's one of the best players in the league but you still don't know like what is going on in the head of his like what moment of madness he can come up with either it's sublime passing or like one mm. of stupid silly challenges like it's, it's a case of extremes isn't it for jahu it's either he's yeah he's absolutely brilliant with the ball at his feet or he's an absolute embarrassment with, with the ball when the ball is yeah. not at his feet Yeah, it's, it's just no in between, and I think his temperament and his you know temper issues are something that has to be yeah. addressed because you know even in the post-match conference yesterday, uh, Sergio Roberto noted that you know this was something that he had to address and fix as well, and mm. something that you know Jahu, being a professional footballer, had to yeah. handle these situations better. And I mean, yeah. like you said, it's been a long time coming. Almost every game, I've noticed how he gets away with a few <laughs> fouls here, which most yeah. players would be booked for. Yeah. But the, I mean. it's it's just unbecoming of him i mean what, it, it, did, it doesn't make sense didn't he get a record yeah. final uh, against bengaluru in the 20 20- bengaluru exactly it, it's yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like deja vu like the last mm. <laughs> bengaluru the final in 2017 oh, 18 yeah. he got a red sorry 18 19 also he got a red mm. and i mean again yesterday and it i don't know it's 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 just something that perhaps is his biggest downfall is i think just I, 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 i remember like i had asked uh in the the same season uh in the super cup umber had asked edu bedia about the some of the challenges like the silly foul, uh tackles uh which goa make and like is this something which mm-hmm. be like you know it can cost your team like i uh, like he just like brush brush it aside like you know like want to like he never he thought like you know that they don't play that kind of football yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't think Bedia is the best person to comment on that because <laughs> he's the first one to roll on the floor eight to twelve times for a for the smallest of contact. So I mean, Masters I don't know. I, dark arts. I personally find him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's an ultimate <laughs> ultimate act. But I mean, a gifted player nevertheless. But yeah. I don't know. He's antique sometimes. Just take away the sheen of his game. But I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, Jahu. Just another. This another day for Jahu in the pitch. Just another red card for Jahu. I guess. It is up to. Something just casual mention. Yeah, Jahu got another red card. Yeah, moving on. Mm, yeah, who? What? Well, like, I want to ask you. Like, who do you think among uh, Mumbai City and ATK Mohan Bagan will end up with that Champions League spot? I think this will be one of the greatest games of the season. I'm, mm. I'm particularly looking forward to this game because I mean, you've got ATK Mohan Bagan. Okay, it, 
couple of games they have shown that they can take the take the opposition attack to the opposition but like they're content to sit back and wait they're content mm. to play the waiting game first half mm. they sit back second half they attack they're content to play the waiting game yeah. whereas uh, mumbai city aren't aren't the really the patient types as you can yeah. tell from jahus they're not patient they want the ball and they're going to get the ball and once they get the ball they want to hold on to the ball as much as they can mm. and i think their excessive passing and just Like you, we've seen the kind of goals they score, like the Vignesh Chakshanamurti's goal that he scored, that screamer against Hyderabad FC, and even you know the, against Bengaluru, um, that pass that was floated in from the left by um, Mandar or they say for Bipin Singh, but he ran through Huana and Bekay to score that goal. We've seen how they find these passes that most teams don't seem to find, yeah. and you know they have, will they will miss uh, Jahu, but they've got a they got boomers in the ranks now, and they've got the likes of Mandar and Bipin who can play these brilliant incisive passes. Which I think is a biggest boon, and their transition has been excellent so far. But at the same time, you have you know eighty um, Mohanbagan, which is going to shut you down. They're going to close you down as soon as you get the ball off the keeper's legs. Yeah, we've noticed how you know eighty Mohanbagan press up, press high with the likes of uh, Roy Krishna, Manveer Singh, and David Williams. Three of these workhorses just don't tire. You know, yeah, they just don't tire. So it's. And I don't know. I really can't call this, but I think <laughs> I think it's going to be a one-zero to waiting in Mumbai. Clinical, yeah, one-zero to waiting in Mumbai because you no know, Jahu, so Mumbai may be a little off color, mm. but I think it's going to be a fantastic. Uh, one one, one stat which I noticed is that like ATK Mumbai in nine matches they have conceded just once in the first half, and Mumbai City have scored ten goals. In the first half, so <laughs> the most in the first half this yeah, season, yeah, yeah, right. Like so, it's going to be like you know, and ATK Mohan Mohan Bagan is that one team which can like score in the second half. So if mm. Mohan Bagan can like you know stop Mumbai City from playing their game which they like, and and I suppose that's going to be difficult with uh, Jahu not there. Even then, like I still think they can play well, but Jahu makes a big difference to their midfield and. Yeah, I think eating mm. Mohan Bagan will make this one. But also, I mean, eating Mohan Bagan had a longer rest as well compared to they got what mm. four-day gap now, yeah. whereas they only got oh, Mumbai also had a four-day gap. They both played on Sunday, right? Yeah. No, so yeah, so uh, I think like see, Mohan Bagan will have a week's uh, rest. No, no, sorry, Tuesday. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They have weeks rest long, before the game. Yeah. Hmm. That that shouldn't make a big difference because Mumbai came off a long break as well, so hmm. yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but that should be, I think, um, a clash that will perhaps determine, you know, in proper sense, who's going to win, who's going to hmm. rather take the lead in terms of the table. Yeah. Um, Akin to the Premier League, you know, we've got a similar clash coming up when <laughs> Manchester United travels to Liverpool to Anfield mm-hmm. to face Liverpool. Yeah. Which could potentially decide the top of the table. So I think we've got a similar proposition here as well, a similar yeah. p- position here as well, yeah. with uh, Mumbai City taking on ATK Mohan Bagan on Thursday, which mm. will be, a, which also be repeated again once again in the as the last fixture of the of this edition of yeah. the league of the league stage. So yeah, it's a game that has a a lot of stake, a lot of stakes on this game for sure. True. That brings us to the chasers. Who have we got in the chasing now? We've got yeah, third place. Of course, we've got FC Goa, who have um, who drew today with SC East Bengal, and but managed two stoppage time last gasp winners, which um, were thrilling to watch, to say the least. 
Yeah, I, I mean, like that. That's a much-needed win for uh, Juan Fernando, uh, to be honest, because mm-hmm. uh, those two wins, like, and the two, I don't think they really deserve to win either of them, if I could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if if he saw that match against Jamshedpur, like, we all know, saw that, like, how Alex Lima shot. the uh, went in off the crossbar but it was an award yep. it was a ghost goal <laughs> so ghost yep, goal mm-hmm. yeah so yeah could he call that a ghost goal only if it's awarded okay i'm not sure let's not like get too much into that but yeah uh, if that had a, if that had gone in like you know the result could have been uh, mm-hmm. gone another way and even against hyderabad like hyderabad took the lead uh, maybe like yeah hi uh, Goa did put up a good fight in both the games where they were chasing, right? So they threw everything forward, and it was not like something which you have, we have expected out of which we have seen of Goa in the last few years, like mm-hmm. uh, of set pieces and uh, yeah, I, I think that Ishan Pandita goal came off a set piece, and then uh, the winner against Jamshedpur came off a set piece, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the the winner against hyderabad like hyderabad coach considered that like it was his fault that why the team lost lost because he changed the shape of the team and right. that, uh, late substitution yeah that resulted in like you know the turnover in position and um tp say if he were the owner he would sack the coach yeah there was such a surprising <laughs> thing to hear very honest of a coach to say that but Yeah, like I mean, he can't like maybe like say too much of uh too much of on himself for the defeat because his player at the end of the day gave away the ball in in uh, in the plays and that resulted in the defeat. But yeah, uh, Goa still I feel like you know there is something missing. Uh, I can't really like put a finger on like what that is exactly. I I I've seen bits and pieces of their matches those last three games. Mm-hmm. So I only saw the Hyderabad versus Goa game properly, where both teams, to be honest, like you know, they went toe to toe for that first forty-five minutes, and Hyderabad deservedly, like you know, uh, exploited the weakness of Goa and then like went ahead. And yeah, I like Goa. I just felt like you know they just like they kept pushing and like you know they somehow somehow these okay again these are some. some instances where where things go your way and i i felt that happened for goa but i mm. think like you know there is still a long way for them to go before they can like you know yeah they essentially in the last three games which is two wins and one draw yeah. they have come back in chasing all three games yeah and that's the last one against uh, east bengal I mean, yeah correct the last one being against east bengal where okay where they were down for a matter of few seconds the equalizer mm. matter of But they were still chasing, and I mean, you know, it it kind of points to the fact that I think they have nine points this season from losing situations, mm. which kind of give, indicates that perhaps they play better when they are under the pressure of trailing by a goal. But that really that can't really be very helpful in the long run, I would say. And I, mm. I mean, I would assume because I don't think any coach would want the pressure of having to, yeah. you know, trail and then, uh, make a comeback. But yeah, I mean. The good thing is they've also got super subs scoring for them. Ishan Panita scored the other day within 30 seconds of coming on, and mm-hmm. the last game they had um, another super sub score a fantastic goal. 
Devendra came on the bench and he scored after 13 minutes. Mm. So Juan Fernandez got his late substitutions right. That's a big bonus for him for sure. He's got mm. his late changes correct. Unlike Manolo Marquez who lamented the other day. So that's perhaps one big boost for like, uh, Juan Fernandez. Right? So well, one thing, the, so what I'm trying to say about like you know how things are not falling into place for Goa is that they're not creating many chances from open play, which is what. Right. Hmm. I, like I said, like some of the goals which came from set pieces that mm. uh, way back into the game. So chances from open play are not too many. So that might be the could be a concern going forward. So yeah, I mean, like could be, but even today against East Bengal, who went down to ten men at fifty-six minute. So right. mm. time to like you know make that man advantage count. Even then, like you know they couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think their main creative fulcrum, you know, the main creative player has been uh, Jorge Mendoza Ortiz. And mm-hmm. Ortiz has, you know, he, he's more often than not taken the defense on and run into the opposition box mm-hmm. with ease. But I think it's just there, either it's the pass or the strike that more often than not just fizzles away. And like you rightly pointed out, yeah, the chances are not being, you know, aren't as frequent as you would, would like them to be for a team like FC Goa. And especially against SC East Bengal. I mean, the fact that they were down to 10 men in the 56th minute and that they couldn't find a way past them, that is, um, well, as per S- FC Goa's, you know, Calibre, I would say that is a tad poor. That disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Especially a win, you know, a win today, a win would have given them, you know, a massive boost in the in the, in the, in the run for the uh, top, mm. top spot on the table as well. They would have essentially moved. No, they actually, they wouldn't have moved. They would have remained third, third, but they would have... Within two points, three points of uh, eating a monster. Yeah. So yeah. that was, yeah, it's just, like, let off, it, it, it's just like the top two teams are have so much like gulf in quality compared to mm. the chasing pack. That's what, like, in the, there's so much depth in Mumbai and eating a monster, which I feel like the other teams don't have. And even Goa, they went in again a se- the, the season with a, a foreigner shot. So I still don't mm. know that. Uh, thinking behind there, like probably because they are playing in the AFC Champions League, so they want like get to the uh, get used to playing with four the three plus one foreign rule. So right, right, yeah. the combination, yeah, yeah. But speaking of chasing pack, then I think we should move on to the to the next bunch of, uh, next team that's chasing. We've got Jamshedpur FC in fourth with uh, thirteen points in nine games, and they are actually yet to play this year. The last game they played was a one zero win over. Yeah. Uh, Bengaluru FC with Stephen um, as if any the winner late, and before that they yeah like you said we lo- they lost to FC Goa after Alex Lima's ghost goal was disallowed. What do you make of uh, Jamshedpur so far, Arshin? How do you well, think? What do you how do you rate their? I, I I like Jamshedpur. Like I think I've uh, spoken about this mm. also. Like you know they have a, a good thing going on with Owen Coyle at the helm. Like he mm-hmm. has the right players. Uh, and w- one of the major talking points out of that club is T.P. Ryanesh's form uh, in between the sticks. Like he's been phenomenal. Like in the, in the match against Bangalore, like he pulled off some like superb saves. Did he save a penalty? Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. That uh, was... Actually, no. Wait, was that that was in the Bangalore game? Was it? No, no, no. That was no, that wasn't. But like, like Ryanesh has been like a different class uh, with his shot stopping this season, and. Mm. And I, I, I think we also mentioned about him in our uh, year under pod, right? Like where yep. uh, we, both of us went for him as the most improved player of that year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, 
this is they are playing well without uh, davide grande uh, who's yet to come mm. and uh, fitzgerald who hasn't uh, featured uh, so much this season so they are mm. even with their attacking uh, stars like thin with mm-hmm. like pulling up the uh, their weight they have been like getting getting the results and uh, yeah and steven as a man like he's a beast at the back like he scored what <laughs> uh, the season and he's such a potent attacking threat when it comes to uh, corners and not just him like him uh, hartley peter hartley nerejus vasquez like you know they all three can like get amongst there and like you know get those crucial goals and even uh, that's what he did against bengaluru as well right so Mm. I like the setup. Like you know, he he's created like a creating a winning mentality within the club, which we saw oh, he was capable of doing at Chennai FC as well. Yeah, mm. like the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've actually I think when we initially uh, previewed all the squads for the season, I remember I was I I was very keen on uh, pointing out that you know teams like um, FC Goa perhaps have. a decent setup that's already been you know like a, mm-hmm. a style of play that's been the players like even bangalore fc have that setup which is already um, perhaps the most sorted team of sorts but now we see how the likes of bangalore which which technically you know has retained majority of its team mm-hmm. has actually struggled whereas mm-hmm. you know jamshedpur which, which which has been you know which which is basically a bit of everything they've got two huge defenders at the back they got one big striker up front they've got a few youngsters and pc uh, you know pc runners in between how mm. all of that has beautifully come together in a form that this team is virtually i think after 18 mumbai mumbai city fc this is a, this is the most balanced team yeah. in the isl this season yeah. because the defense has been phenomenal like there's no taking away the fact that stephen azi and peter hartley both have been absolutely solid at the back and but like got, this you know, is, but, we, but we did speak about this but like they are conceding chances but it's just like uh renesh has been bailing them out that is there oh, yeah. yeah but the thing is like this this team can score goals as well like so they True. they they have the goal scorers to get the job mm. and we are yet to see grand davide grande as well like so that would mm. like ease the burden on uh walskes walskes yep up front but i don't know i'm 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 i i would say you should put your money on Uh, Jamshedpur FC for making the top four this year because mm. I genuinely believe that they've got one of the most balanced, sorted out units. And I mean, I, I feel like every single player, you know, um, owns that shirt when he gets on the pitch. We've seen mm. a few players here and there, you know, um, uh, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy percent into it, not not a hundred percent into it. But I feel like in Jamshedpur, every single player really gives it everything they've got. And yeah. I think it it also comes down to the leadership ultimately, which is you know Owen Coyle, mm. who's created a champion mentality. Who's who's the famous for creating a champion mentality? Champions mentality at uh, Chennai FC, mm-hmm. taking them from virtually the bottom of the table to the ISL final last year. So yeah, um, yet again we are impressed with Owen Cole's way of running things, yeah. and that brings us to the fifth place team, which is Bangalore FC, which we have discussed in detail already. So Bangalore are fifth with twelve points from nine games, winless in three matches, and they will next East Bengal. Stay SC East Bengal, which would be Nawshad Musa's first assignment as an interim coach of the club. Do you think like he will see see out the rest of the season, Musa? Ideally, yes, because just like you had pointed earlier, the the entire you know logistical uh, uh, setup 
in the yeah. bubble will be really difficult to you know now to recruit a new coach to have him come down take a 14 day you know actually then get him tested then have a 14 day compulsory isolation and then you know to start taking charge of this team which will essentially mm. give him what today is the 7th of january so let's say 20 25th of january he takes charge he's got a month left which is roughly six games yeah i don't think a new coach can make a huge deal of a difference in six games it doesn't make sense for a like a coach coming in for a stop gap for a coach as well yeah. i mean unless and bengaluru is a team who sorry what are you saying no no unless it's a coach that's really really keen hmm. to make you know make make the move to india for those six months as first sorry for the six or seven odd matches it doesn't really make a lot of sense to get a new coach on board yeah and i mean unless they go ben- coach elko shadori <laughs> who is a good right there <laughs> oh pradyum ready <laughs> yeah pradyum has been there, there with the setup before so i don't know yeah. <laughs> talk about a serendipitous <laughs> appointment yeah i mean like yeah bengaluru's a uh, club who who likes to take decisions meticulously i believe when it comes to managerial appointments uh, because <laughs> they want a club to be run in a certain way so i'm yeah, not right. sure a new manager a new coach would uh, be something which we can look forward to before the end of the season and musa someone who yep. in a setup so i think like he might correct say, someone who's who's been there who knows the ground reality of things hmm. who's who's actually seen the club grow so i mean yeah i think the club is in safe hands for the rest of the season Okay. And then we move to sixth place, Hyderabad FC. We've got twelve points, men games, the same as Bengaluru FC, but are now riding the wave after resounding four-one win over Chennai FC, which yeah. I think it's the first game we've got five goals in the second half this season. The first game with four goals, I think a team has scored four four goals. That is true. That is the first time a team has scored four goals this season. Yeah, and. Five goals in second half, and the first time Chennai FC has been thwarted so badly. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Chennai look like a sorry team out there. Like, uh, mm. I think a lot can be uh, pinpointed on the absence of Rafael Crivellaro. But before we come, mm. I think uh, Hyderabad. We we spoke about them briefly about the match against Goa, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. What do you think? Like you know, they changed because they were also coming in on the back of three defeats. They had an unbeaten uh, mm-hmm. season. Then they lost three in a row. Yeah. Uh, some of the some bad results actually, and now uh, resounding went to like you know get their campaign back on track. How impressed were you with the run against Chennai? So against Chennai, there was just no doubt that Hyderabad was the better team. There was just no doubting it. you know they also had i think that was the first time they had all their foreigners available as well uh in the match day squad and i think the first half mm. chennai fc were lucky to not go down 2-3-0 like yeah. uh, joel kiani see had so many chances vishal kath was an absolute absolute wall in between those two posts because if it weren't for him chennai would have easily have considered at least three to four goals and even you know and the coach shabal aslo admitted to that in the post match conference saying yeah. you know if it weren't for this goalkeeper They would have, the scoreline would have been six zero seven zero. It could be say six one or seven one. So yeah. I mean, they were really fortunate to not concede in the opening half. And Chennai FC created little. Like the opening half, they didn't really create much, and they just struggled yeah. to essentially deal with the kind of pace that Hyderabad FC was, you know, was was pounding them with. And I mean, you saw that you know, uh, Kianisi had a shot as as early as the 
third minute i think 30th second also he had a chance and third second. again he had a chance <laughs> yeah 30th second was the first chance and third minute again he had a chance and i mean it was more like hyderabad fc were unable to convert the chances and chennai fc actually defending their you know defending uh, well yeah. and i think even even inus sipovic had a very poor start i think that mm-hmm. initial third minute tackle that he, he had i forget with who the player was kind of put him off and then even he had a fairly um, poor game yeah and i mean it, it was it was all one way traffic second half there was just you know it, the writing was on the wall it, it was too obvious and it yeah was, it's just like when 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 chennai chasing chasing the game like they just like left themselves mm. too open at the back and hyderabad had too much quality to like you know pick them off yeah they have like so much pace absolutely. for them yeah mm. yeah the pace was too much deal with absolutely you yeah. know two goals in three minutes in second half you know from kian isi and harichandran nazari yeah and that already put them out and then thapa managed to get one back which is anything but a consolation yeah lucky but again well. yeah yeah <laughs> but then, i mean no, it, speaking of lucky goals i mean both teams had two horrible defend- defensive blunders you know the yeah. kianish's goal was a was a i don't know that was an embarrassing mix up between elisabia and and, and uh, vishal kiatwich saw kianish roll the ball into empty net hmm. and you know thapa also scored off a pretty opportunistic goal but i mean credit to hyderabad you know for being relentless in their approach and for actually you know um, showing us once again that you know they are a pacey team and you know they can give any any defense run for their money and mm-hmm. that was, it was really good to see you know when the foreigners get involved like kiani sigar on the score sheet and how victor also get on the score sheet it was good to see um, manolo marquez finally smile after that deflating <laughs> to one lost go away he said he would sack himself if he was the coach yeah. he was the owner of the club so it was good to see him uh, with a smile on his face and yeah halichan nursery as well long time long time no goals he's already got 3 which is the most he scored in an isl season he, he's had a, i was like i was like wondering like the, the first few matches of the season like he was taking shots from everywhere man like i think he's also <laughs> in one of the pod and like i like like i think he, he might have the most shots this season if i'm not wrong i'll have, mm. I'll have to check that stat that'd be very interesting stat for someone who scored who hasn't really scored more than Two goals ever in any Indian Super League season. Oh, That'd be really interesting. Stuff. He is uh, seventh now, but there was a point. Wow. Uh, there was a point where, like you know, he was uh, leading the charts. But now I think probably the coach has asked him to like just like calm down, <laughs> shots and distance. Like yeah, like mm. he was taking a lot of shots, but now he is converting them uh, more often now. So which is good for him. and both right. are like well taken goals even the second one the confidence put mm. lot of lot of good is confidence now because last season absolutely and mm. uh, kerala blasters he wasn't that great like you know we saw that and the way he took that uh, second goal when he ran half uh, <laughs> half of the pitch he could have like that was a fantastic run yeah he could have he could have pa- passed it to uh, someone close by to uh, tap in but he wanted to beat the goalkeeper he he had the confidence to do that so Go, like that's good for him going forward and i also want to like mohammad yasser like i think he is a uh, one who keeps hyderabad ticking like he's one of hmm. team's best players like he can play on the in the center he can play on from the right as well he just hmm. nimble feet man like and his, his close control is superb i'm very impressed with like how how much he's progressed Uh, from last season as well so i think like you know yeah 
they are youngsters or someone who was consistently impressed us so good good for good for indian football ji yeah, i mean full credit to hyderabad but chennai fc were absolutely woeful and offered you know the defense was was in sh- absolute shambles and there there was no there, there was virtually not much of an attack yeah. and like you pointed earlier i think no krivlaro no party like, yeah this was their so worst worst the- worst game out of the nine games like i kid you not they were they they have been the best team in whichever match they have played the, although the table doesn't yeah. like that way but uh, comfortably the match against hyderabad and uh, the northeast united where both the games let's draw yeah uh, krivlaro didn't play that they yeah. they worst matches and it, i mean it doesn't look like krivlaro is going to be fit for the next game either right the coach mm-hmm. wasn't sure if yeah krivlaro is going to be um, is going to recover from the ankle injury yeah. for the next clash either so time for chennai to look for some creative you can't be like too uh, crea- too reliant on one player as well like but the fact that like, mm. when when that player is also when the player is there and if we you're not taking the chances and now that the player is <laughs> not there like now the chances have also like kind of like dried up so um, like now shaba last who spoke about like how he wants to now work out how he needs to adapt his team in the absence of uh, mm-hmm. uh krivalaro so i'm not sure like how he's going to do that but like uh, he laslo is one of the, the positives for chennai fc this season like i think the breath of fresh air with uh the tactics he's in, in, implemented with chennai fc and in the post match as well sham like i i don't know if you saw the post match press conference against atk mohan bagan but that was mm-hmm. tv in indian football isl i've seen this season <laughs> Pradyum Reddy like asked him. So he had mentioned about like how uh, about like how the match against ATK Mohan Bagan was somewhat like a European uh, uh, culture, like a clash between European uh, style. And yeah, Pradyum Reddy like cheekily asked him like, so what is it that like you what could you care to explain what is it about the European style you are talking about to the young coaches? And he basically sat for three minutes. he explained the tactics which he implemented in the game like how he wanted to close down uh atk mohan bagan off the ball how he first in the first half how we try to attack with the ball and the second half how he mm. mohan bagan attack with the ball it was and he's so honest and earnest with his answers <laughs> so brilliant to watch yeah and uh, i think quite a liking to him like honestly like yeah. even him and manolo marquez i think they are the two coaches who absolutely speak their heart out Yeah. in his post match conferences like it's a no hold bar and rightfully like you know he said he uh, tore into his players in the previous match against uh, mm. but said that, like you know the team were not uh, playing the best football and they deserve to lose so yeah yeah but interestingly if you notice if you look at look at the schedule chennai fc will play odisha fc twice Yet to play, yeah. Both of the next games are against Odisha FC. Oh wow! <laughs> so that's <laughs> so like a six-pointer for them. Correct, virtually. So uh, on the tenth, which is on Sunday, Chennai will face Odisha, and Chennai will be the home designated home side. And then three days later, on the thirteenth, they face Odisha once again. So they've got to prepare only for one. It's like one subject, but you've got two papers. Yeah. So <laughs> probably that would be a bit of a uh, easier approach, or rather a yeah. bit of a breath of. Uh, familiarity for shaba and the and the boys yeah, yeah i mean got 
and considering they don't have rafael crivellaro this would be mm. an opportunity for them to like you know uh, ideally they would have preferred to have him but without him facing up against odisha and if they get those two wins and to welcome probably like welcome back rafael into the fold again that would be the best thing that could happen to them absolutely to like make the top 4 funny enough both the games are in the same stadium as well the mm. gmc stadium in bangalore yeah. <laughs> yeah they both have been allocated in the same stadium as the home stadium that's convenient yeah. and between hyderabad and chennai is seventh place north east united sandwiched there with 11 points in 9 matches north east well struggling they've you know no wins in five matches bit of a blip in the season for gerard new society yeah we touched upon this right like in the previous pod uh, how uh, before when we recorded the last pod they were in a four match unbeaten run uh sorry four match winless run and uh mm. they lost to etk mohan bagan which is no shame but uh i think he gerard knows wasn't happy with the manner of defeat two set piece goals in the second half mm. and to add to the agony they don't i think kwesi apaya is out for the rest of the season as well so yeah yeah things are not for a while for, it's going to be yeah mm-hmm. i think for the first seven uh, matches of the season they were in the top four now mm. uh they are on a slide up now they are seventh position and i'm not sure like how they are going to uh get out of that slump now they face hyderabad next which is not going to be easy mm so things aren't exactly looking um bright for <laughs> north east united there but speaking no, of i know i know what you are <laughs> doing there speaking of right <laughs> we got a new star in sc's bengal said we got Bright Enobakare, the Nigerian footballer who's taken the league by storm, and mm-hmm. I think the goal that he scored today against um, FC Goa is undoubtedly, I would say, the best, the best, yeah, the best goal I have seen in the ISL in the last seven seasons. It's the best individual effort, like individual solo effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the best solo effort I have seen. Man, <laughs> what a goal that was! <laughs> I couldn't wait to pull that pun, the bright pun. <laughs> But man, what a goal! Like, I mean, it's it's one way to announce yourself to the league. I mean, you know, he played in the previous game as well, which was you know their uh, SC Bengal's first win of the campaign, which was a three-one win over Odisha FC. Mm. He he made his debut, came off the bench, you know, uh, scored the third goal, which was a great way to announce himself. Mm. And then given his first start uh, today against FC Goa, and he goes on to pull off the absolute worldy of a goal you know to cut past four defenders leave them in the dust and then to slot it past the diving keeper man that stuff that's just that's this up there you know one of the i think the best goals i've seen in 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 india is the best solo effort for me for sure one thing which is like impressed me about bright is been his uh like he seems very effortless on the pitch like Like mm. comes also naturally to him. Like he doesn't seem to be too flustered with uh, what he's doing. Uh, he seems low, so calm on the ball, right? Like even with the goal, yeah, wasn't like yeah. Bund- he was. He wasn't looking to like bundle over the ball, like pass or bundle past the uh, defenders. Like it, it. He was so light-footed, like so easy, it's like smooth, yeah. mm. with the way he he was on the ball and doing those things. So. so i watched the match against uh, odisha he had a good cameo 
similarly like that's yeah. what he played and i managed to watch first 20 minutes of this game and then the last 20 minutes of uh, the game against fc goa 20 30 minutes mm. and yeah like that's what is like consistently was like you know i was could think about like that's yeah he's been gone like uh, the rest of the indian players probably are not at the same level but he is someone who could like bail them out so again they are now on a four match unbeaten run so uh seven points now they easily taken a uh, few more wins that kerala blasters last minute goal and even again mm-hmm. goa like immediately after scoring that goal they conceded so that's something which is going to like haunt them uh like you know the season that's something which has been haunting them the season so that's something which uh uh what the coach's name man robbie fowler <laughs> uh so that's something which robbie fowler would look would want to address but now he has lost his captain to a red card so let's see like how he recovers from that but i think things are finally looking you know um looking up for sc spengal you know the foreigners have come in have joined the party you know um, mati steinman has been looking good jack magoma has scored obviously scored that great goal against orisha that net buster and then mm-hmm. you know anthony pilkington though um, a slight cause of concern he's picked up an injury and he missed today's game and may not be available for the next game as well yeah. but he's he's been you know he's been probably what uh, um uh, to chennai fc is what pilkington mm-hmm. is to fc is being although he's he's a lot more quicker on the ball and he's you know got a different kind of team to deal with but i think he's been you know um, essential for them as well and now bright's arrival really you know come brings the team together and like you said he's he's somebody who's he looks so easy on the ball like i don't think he barely even looks like he sweats like he's yeah. kind of guy who's just like probably just like, you know like on on a on a casual stroll down the yeah. pitch and the way he effortlessly just you know cuts and twists his way past uh, mm. defenders is is an absolute delight to watch yeah. and he's only 22 you know and he's he's spent 5 years with Wolverhampton Wanderers um and he's he's also with the Nigeria under 23 team so he comes mm. with 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 a ton of um, experience at the high at the higher levels and you know and and obviously loads and loads of talent and he's i think um, clearly made a name for himself for sure today a game yeah. um, uh, i mean with the goal that um as <laughs> he's been got fans to remember him for years to go but <laughs> yeah that was um, been has he's been also also made a few domestic signings as well Raju Gai Kaur mm-hmm. come in Milan Singh and Ankit Mukherjee if I'm not wrong. Uh Gai Kaur actually was was one of the greatest Indian signings they have this season. Ooh. He's known for his uh terrific arm for those long throw-ins and yeah, he actually got yeah, yeah. <laughs> assisted his very first game didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a for who was Matty Steinman with the header? No wait, who scored the first that goal was, against uh, Pilkington? Pilkington, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah like, he immediately chuck, he immediately chucked them in, into the lineup. Uh, <laughs> Raj Gaikwad and Milan Singh. Milan Singh got a, a yellow card in the first five minutes, if I'm not wrong. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh god, like you know, this is going not going to look good for uh, East Bengal again. But uh, mm. good for them, like you know. Milan Singh, Milan Singh's yellow card was the third minute, not even fifth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what. I was like, oh God, this is going to like you know go from bad to worse from East Bengal. But yeah, and now uh, East Bengal seems to be on some kind of like momentum. 
with the string of uh, unbeaten results and they have the first mm-hmm. also i would be surprised if uh, raju aikwad scores directly from a throw that <laughs> but that stands no the goal goes no, in if a thrown directly so. goes in with the touch of the goalkeeper or a touch of anybody else no, i mean i don't think like if it, if it if it goes directly i don't think that's allowed <laughs> not allowed. if it touches the keeper it goes in so yeah um, that I'm that could be there but like big <laughs> for that probably take advantage of like a mohammad nawaz or somebody who's slightly in the shorter side and sneak the ball past him yeah they're playing goal next <laughs> Oh, they just uh? <laughs> they just played Goa. <laughs> Opportunity missed. <laughs> that brings us to the bottom place teams. Kerala Blasters, now Rishabh. Can I can I can I wrap this up quickly? Shambolic. Yeah, done. <laughs> Go for it. Kerala Blasters, Kerala Blasters, shambolic. Like I think we can just like move <laughs> from there. Like I can't believe that uh, that first twenty minutes against Mumbai City. Yeah. Costa uh, Nominisu. I'm sorry if I'm getting the name wrong. Uh, he, you are the captain of the team. I mean, like, uh, that was so poor, man. Like the first 20 minutes, they just lost the game from there because they had good bits to offer in attack. But you can't. Mm. Like, I, I, I told you about this, right? Like in the a very first part, like their defense is. Yeah, what, I refuse to believe you. Then I'm sad <laughs> to see your. Way of yeah, the defense is what. is concerning me and oh god because they have a good coach um, mm. for them that's the only good thing but the defense is so bad man yeah i mean costa gave a third minute penalty which left on to converted with ease yeah. then you know to the second goal was something that i don't know the commentator called it schoolboy and i don't but i wouldn't even call oh, that a schoolboy <laughs> Just, I I I was watching. I was looking at the goal, and I and I still I couldn't like comprehend what happened. Like because I I saw the highlight of that in the ISL mm-hmm. page. I'm like I I because I paused each second to understand how did that like come about. I could make something out of it, but still the gap between the centre backs. Oh God! Because uh, Adam Lefondro drew in Jackson Singh, which opened mm-hmm. space for Bumu to run in, but that's Space should have been closed by the centre backs. Like what were what were Sandeep saying? We're just not there. Yeah. We're just not there. I mean, I don't know, man. I I think it's the longest assist in the ISL, right? I, unless yeah. any goalkeeper's assist, I think that would be the longest assist. Like yeah. that was like a seventy-yard punt yeah. from Jahu to Bumis, and <laughs> it's just like he walked to the goal and just slotted it past. Yeah, I'll be you no. Know, and the way even and the way Mumbai celebrated that goal. Oh, how. Uh, how the jahu goalkeeper and everyone they celebrated the goal it seemed like that something which they had worked on yeah they knew yeah, that like that like something a, which they could mm-hmm. exploit kela blasters at the back and then that something which came about horrible <laughs> i think it was particularly disappointing because they just come off their first win yeah like blasters that just actually the previous game was a fantastic game they beat hyderabad fc 2-0 and they are an all four all indian defensive back and which held a clean sheet Yeah, and you know after that excellent performance, where they actually gave it tooth and fought tooth and nail to then come and slip, you know, and to concede in such embarrassing fashion. I mean, yeah, just kind of undid all the hard work. Yeah, and Kibu Vutuna's perhaps plenty of a few sleepless nights to, to say the least. Yeah, so they're one step back and like you know two three steps back. One sorry, one step mm. forward and then one step, <laughs> one two step three steps. 
backward Kerala Blasters. And that brings us to our last team on the table, which is Orisha FC, Stuart Baxter's side. Yet to win a game this season. They've played eight matches, they've drawn twice and lost six times. And they've got only two points so far to their name. And they will be in action tomorrow when they face Kerala Blasters, which is a, bo- a basement clash, if you can call it that. Yeah, bottom of the table clash. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I see, I, Ker- I think Kerala Blasters are the favorites there. Kerala uh, uh, mm-hmm. Blasters being Kerala Blasters, they can like manage to, and both teams, like, to be honest, like, you can't like pick, pick uh, one to like, you know, bet on. <laughs> they, I, they, yeah. I think they'll both disappoint you. So please don't like bet on them. <laughs> I think Orisha is going to go through this one. I think they're going to get their first win of the campaign. Okay. <laughs> I think Marcelino would have to like uh, come good. I, I think he has to play somehow. Because mm. now I'm not sure whether, starting to think whether it's injury now or if it's something uh, in the back room where back, the background... Yeah, the rumors have been doing the rounds, but yeah, still unsure of what exactly his, scenario, his scene is at Orisha FC. Yeah. So yeah, like you know, things need to drastically change for them to like because I I don't see them in a, a top four run uh, in the run. So yeah, not really sure what else we can say about these two teams now. Right. Yeah, I think just hopefully these two teams can climb up their way up the table and climb the climb can make their way up the table. And yeah, starting with tomorrow's clash when they both lock horns. And that will bring us to the end of this podcast. Um, we're, glad, we're glad that you stuck through until the end of this it was. <laughs> we'll be more than happy to receive your feedback. So please yeah. do um, any kind of feedback that you have or any topics you want us to discuss. Please get in touch with us in the comment section below or at SportsStarWeb on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And please do subscribe to our podcast and whatever platform listening listening to us on. It will mean a lot to us. Right, so until we're back next week with the next wrap, you can follow our entire ISL coverage on our website, which is sportstar.thehindu.com. You can go directly to our ISL page by just adding a slash ISL on your browser and give us any content or feedback that you have on multiple social media platforms that I've listed earlier. And we look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you very much and stay safe and take care.